0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Footy Brains podcast. My name is Charlie, and I'm taking the reins from Tom today to let him have some much-needed rest from the banter. Rounding off our panel today, we have two of our self looking fantasy experts, Daniel Lockie. How are we going today, boys?
1: Good, day, Charlie. Going well. Good. Yeah, good.
0: Good to hear. Love
1: the love the change of scenery. Love having a new host. <laughs> <You> good <gotta> to
0: sit <laughs> up sometimes. Can't can't rest on Tom's shoulders.
1: There was, yeah, there was too much chat about Sexy men on this podcast. Yeah,
0: we've got a really it up, don't we? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like Connor Watson's coming in here somewhere. <laughs>
0: so we're going to be rounding off our team analysis tonight, looking at the Dragons, Roosters, Warriors, and Tigers. And I think we should just jump into it. Uh, we're going to start off with the Dragons. You guys all good with that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's Amazing. So from 1 to 17, we've got Dufty, Ravalara, Fagai, Lomax, Ramsey, Norman, Hunt, Kerr, Andrew McCulloch, Paul Vaughan, Tarek Sims. We've got Ford, Laurie, Fumiano, Famasuli, Ellis, and Bird. How are we feeling about those ones? Are there any particular standouts? Just bear in mind that we did all watch that trial game this evening, so we all might have changed our opinions after that 80 minutes.
2: Guns, guns in this team are very scarce <laughs> I reckon <laughs> um, the only gun that I'm prepared to say is in this team is Zach Lomax he is a weapon um yeah I think that that's probably all I'm prepared to say is a' is pretty well a weapon in my opinion anyway
1: yeah Lomax is good you don't you don't rate Vaughn Vaughn's a pretty good front in, lower here
2: in classic no nah, not really in a draft sense yeah absolutely um I don't know i don't I don't think so I think you yeah, are probably for that sort of money, someone with a higher ceiling, um, more attacking stats, is my pick. I think.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I guess as a middle forward, he's six seventy nine. Poor Vaughn, break even of fifty one. He's probably priced around where he should be. He's only in point six percent of teams, and I guess he's the most senior middle forward there in that pack for the Dragons. So, he he might average a bit higher than fifty one. I don't see him making over. 20, 30k there, he's probably going to average around that 50 mark anyway, so he's still definitely a gun, but um, probably better middles out there anyway, if you're going to start with um, a good middle, you're probably looking to start with a couple of really gun middles and then a couple of cheapies in there as well, so you don't really want to have a mid-ranger like Vaughn, I guess yeah. um, and then, yeah, like you said, low max, um, break even to 47 should pretty much hit that every week, 40 to 45 mark anyway um, I don't See him getting higher than that as an average? What do you reckon? Ah, uh, look, not really. Um, had a, obviously had a standout
2: season last year, but Zach Lomax is probably going to be someone that you aim towards the end of the season to have in your squad rather than start out with him. Um, I'd much rather get someone who's going to build a bit of cash for you, and then hopefully you can upgrade with a um, when you get rid of one of your cash cows. I think so. Yeah, hopefully he drops a little bit of um, a little bit of cash, and you can get him in
1: nice and cheap. Yeah, I think the center's looking at those cheaper players this year for. Basically, both your centres and then a bench centre as well. Um, yeah, I, agree. I think that's probably the way to go. But Lomax, yeah, late season. I'm assuming he's going to drop a bit of cash and then he'll be a good pickup. Look, let's hope so. Watch him Watch him only increase in price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely could happen.
0: Hey, uh, okay. do you have anything else you want to talk about with this one?
2: Oh, yeah, there's a few other bits and pieces that I'd, I reckon we can chat about. Look, with the with cheapies in this squad, I think they're kind of interesting. Um, you know, Max Vagai in the centres, um, new to this squad, base price. Um, I think he could be interesting, assuming he can keep his spot. Um, not a bad emergency player as well. Um, you know, just to, just to bring to the centres if you unfortunately cop an injury. Um, so he's someone that I would look at, you know, scored in the trial game that um, was played tonight. So certainly has some potential. Um, and Jack Bird as well, the other obvious one. He's 374K. Uh, in 21.5% of teams in that um, centre position as well. Very juicy, especially considering he could play at lock. Um, He's you know touted to play at lock, which I love. So, I reckon they're both um, very good cheapies. I reckon. What do you reckon, Daniel?
1: Yeah, I think if Bird plays off the bench and does uh, rotate in that lock spot, he's only his break even's at 28. He should be averaging around 30 to 35 if he takes that lock spot. Because I'm assuming he wouldn't be playing more than 40 minutes in that role if he takes that spot, but it's more his attacking stats is where he's going to shine. So it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, what his stats are come around one and two to see if he'll actually make money or not, because at a break even of 28, uh, I don't know how much more cash he will make. He'll probably increase in price, but it's by how much is really where the value lies. So he's worth a punt. I still think uh, at 374 uh, K in his center spot, just because he's still so cheap. And if he plays in the forward pack, he's, yeah, he's going to make plenty of tackles. And then his attacking stats around the ruck with the six again rule, he'll be, he'll be very good there. Uh, Another one is Jackson Ford. We haven't really touched on yet as well. He's currently got an edge spot there, basically replacing um, Tyson Frizzell, who's gone to the Knights. Do we think he's getting 80 minutes? What do you, what do you reckon? Um...
2: Oh, I would like to, I would like to say yes. Um, who have we got on the bench, Fulma Fimono,
1: Ellis, Fumasuli. Ah uh,
2: yeah, I reckon he probably does with that sort of bench. Um yeah, like yeah, Fumar,
1: He obviously comes on in the second row, but does he go in for Tarek Sims and Jackson Ford plays the eighty? It seems like that's going to be the case, really? Yeah, I, I think so. I reckon he's um, yeah, he's what's his break even as well? His break even's thirty three. He's owned by eight point four percent of teams. He's currently in my team as well. It'll just be interesting to see if he will get the minutes. I'm, I'm kind of hot and cold on him. Every day I change my mind on him. I don't know whether to have him in the team or not. But um, it might be one of those cases you just wait and see round one and two. If he plays the 80, he's definitely worth it at 441. He should yeah. be averaging around 45, 50 points if he gets the 80 minutes. Yeah, I think if you can't upgrade him to a, um, a bigger name edge forward, then
2: um, I think he's worth a shout. Uh, worst comes to worst, you burn a trade early if he you know, ends up playing 50 minutes or so and can't, can't even make his break even. So yep. um, no harm done there, I think.
1: Yeah, he's a Julie as well. So he might be handy if he does play the 80 and um, he and you have him in the squad. He's probably a good value play to have, really. But um, oh, wait and see. I didn't know he's a Julie. Yeah, middle and edge. Could be good. Yeah, I'd love that.
0: It's going to be interesting to see as well because they have had some pretty significant injuries um, in the preseason, especially with um, Cameron McInnes. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of pivot and like fix the players and see how that works for the teams as well.
1: Yeah, we haven't even touched on that yet. Yeah, Cam McInnes out for the season. Uh... So um, do you think that now with McInnes out, it um,
2: boosts Blake Laurie's minutes and he's worth a shout? He's priced, oh, he's awkwardly at 60603 k but you know, do you reckon that's going to benefit anyone in particular with Cameron McInnes out?
1: Yeah, I I honestly don't know because obviously they they signed McCulloch, so he's obviously just going to slot straight into that number nine spot. Uh, Blake Laurie could be an interesting pot option in the middle there. He's, he's break-even's 45. He's only owned by 0.3% of teams. He could... It just depends what Jack Bird does, right? Like, he, he could play 80 minutes Laurie and then Bird comes on at hooker, but I, I just don't see that happening, really. Like... Jack Bird seems like that just utility player that's just going to hang around the ruck to me, but I don't see him playing at that hooker role. So McCulloch could could honestly play 80 there and be an interesting <laughs> spot as well. I don't know. This team is just so up and down. It, it's, going turn, it's going to turn out to be a wait and see for the, the team list, really. So yeah. ba- backing off that, would you
2: say that everyone on this team, except for maybe Jackson Ford, Jack Bird, and maybe Faye Guy
1: are uh, Traps uh, and Zach Lomax? Oh yeah, if you're picking them up. Well, it depends, right? It, you go <laughs> once we see the team list on Tuesday before round one, it'll confirm a lot of things. So if you have, you should have Andrew McCulloch there. They might have um, Billy Britton even on the on the bench as a bench hooker uh, to take minutes off him. Then if Jack Bird's sitting on the bench as well, most likely he's going to rotate through the through the middle, and then that means Jackson Ford's going to get eighty because they'll be running with two um, front rowers on the bench as well outside of those two utility players. So it, yeah, it it. It, that bench could change dramatically, really, but, um, yeah, I, I'm very cautious of this team until round just before round one. We'll have to revisit it. We'll come back to it, Mooney. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs>
0: before, the next, before the season starts, definitely. Yeah. All right. So um, we'll then move on to the Roosters um, with the 117 currently looking like it's going to be Tedesco, Chupel, Josh Morris, Joseph Marnie, Brett Morris. Lamb, Kiri, Warrior Hargrees, Jake Friend, Takiaho, Tupunier, Crichton, Isaac Lou, um, Butcher, Collins, Hutchinson, and Radley. Um, how are we feeling about this one, guys?
2: Where do you start with this Roosters team, right? <laughs> yeah, there's there's um a couple of obvious guns in this team, you know, James Tedesco and Angus Crichton, I'd say you big, you huge names that are um very, you know, always going to be fantasy relevant. Um Tedesco, you know, price at 8.50. If you can get him in the squad from the start and work around him, then that's great. Um I currently haven't got him in there. I think that he starts a bit slow for me to have him um, straight into my team. And then Angus Crichton, you know, he's a Julie this year, 8.33. Uh, he's in 18.5% of teams. Man, uh, he's almost got to be a must-have at some stage. If, uh, if he, you know, sticks to 80 on an edge, big workhorse.
1: Yeah, you can't really go wrong with having Crichton from the start, I don't think. Uh, he should be playing 80 from that edge. He's in. He's got a break even of 62, which is quite high. Uh, he'll average about that all season, though, so I wouldn't be too worried about having him in your squad. He's a, basically a set and forget if you have him. Teddy, I just given the last couple of seasons that he's had, I think you've got to have him, but you definitely don't have to have him until about round four or five. He will drop probably... 50 to 100k within the first couple of weeks because he does that every year i reckon the fact that he's in 22.8 percent of teams is ridiculous you should really hold off on him until he's cheaper because 850k for a winger that yes scores hundreds but also scores 30 or 40 points depending on the day i think you hold off and wait for his price to drop to about you know the 700 range and then he's a prime for the picking
2: Mm. Um, in saying that i do understand completely where those 22.8 percent of people are coming from
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he could score a hundred in the first round and prove us wrong. To be, <laughs> honest. Um, He he hasn't done that in a, like he hasn't done that for a while in the first two or three rounds. I don't think he's scored above sixty generally within the first couple of rounds. So he's most likely going to be dropping value there, and he'll be better to pick up in a few weeks' time uh, if there isn't any cheapies anyway within the first couple of rounds. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you've also got um, like Boyd now once again, is out for the start of the season, so that's definitely a thing to take into consideration too Um, because he's a pretty okay kind of player too. He doesn't score too badly.
1: Yeah, he generally – he's been a bit lacking the last couple of seasons. I wouldn't have had him in the last year or two, just considering all the concussions he's had, but he used to be a pretty consistent 40 to 45-point scorer. Uh, But the fact that he's out has brought – Uh, Tupanua into the starting squad, basically going to be starting on that edge full-time now. Uh, I don't think there's any value in Tupanua though, but who knows. If they play a bunch of utilities off the bench, he could be playing closer to 80, but uh, with the current lineup, he'll probably be playing 55 to 60 minutes, I guess. Probably not that much value there anyway in him. Uh, There are a few pods though to look at in this squad uh Mooney, do you wanna start yeah,
2: we... yeah, I've got a few point of difference players i reckon are a decent value firstly uh takiaho um only seven point four percent of teams um at at six seventy four k um you know he's he's up there in price, but man he uh on his day he's scoring big and he's pretty consistent as well, especially if he um takes some of the goal kicking while he's on the field, so I don't reckon he's a bad option it's surprising not in too many more teams um Joe Manu as well. If you are willing to splash the cash in the centers, um, he's he's going to be a gun as well. Always is. Um, but you know, I I haven't gone there. But he's a he's a good point of difference player. Um, otherwise, everyone in this in this Roosters team is pretty well consistently owned. Um, I think so. that's probably the only point of difference players that I
1: I would particularly point out. Yeah, Joey Manu is an interesting one. He's only in 5% of teams. He's got a break even of 42, though, which is quite high. I I probably see him averaging about that throughout the season, which I'd, I'd say from the start of the from the the start of the season, you probably want some cheap players to make a bit of cash And if you really want to jump on a pod. If the Roosters are going that well and Manu's actually scoring well, he might be someone to jump on. But I don't see the value in someone that's averaging just an average score in the centres, really, like a 42. He's probably going to average around 40. Like I don't see the value of having that from the start when you can get someone cheap like a, a Jack Bird or a James Roberts that'll get you some cash and probably average around the same price anyway. Um, uh, we didn't touch on Kiri in terms of pods. I think is an interesting pod. He's only in 4.6% of teams and with a break even of 44 and being the controlling, probably kicking half in this squad, he could average well over 50, if not closer to 60 this year if he's going to be controlling it with... Lamb, which uh, Robbo came out this week saying that Lamb was going to be partnering him in the halves, Kiri's most likely going to be doing a lot of the kicking. I think Lamb's more of that running 5'8 type player, so I think Kiri could be in for a a very good year in the halves and getting a lot of good points in fantasy, but he's still a risk considering his previous years. Um, Yeah, I would have said Kiri's more of a trap, personally. He's always so inconsistent fantasy-wise,
2: and yeah, he could do a lot of the kicking, but I think Lachlan Lamb, is he likes to do... He likes to do a lot in the hards, likes to be busy. So I think that he could, you know, take a few kicking meters off him, you know, probably maybe do a hundred kicking meters, which will decrease from Kiri. Not that they do heaps of long kicking anyway,
0: because um,
2: yep. they never seem to find themselves smashed down in their in their own 20 and have to kick for, you know, 50 meters to get out of trouble. So, um, yeah, look, I... I'd... Tend to clear of um, Luke here. He's an interesting point, though, in a draft league, I would find. I think if you can pick him up late, he'd be a steal,
1: um, especially if he does get up there around the 45, 50 averaging
2: um, scores.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone's really going to be looking at him. So he's definitely a player to look out for in drafts when all the good halves are gone. Yeah. Because he could definitely average up around where they're averaging as well, like your Munsters. Uh, he could probably average around that as well, that 50 mark. Yeah. Uh, which kind of brings up the point of having Lamb then. He's got a break even of 33. He's in 14% of teams at the moment. Lamb looks like a an absolute steal at that price, considering his form last year when he came into the Roosters squad. Uh, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I love this pick. Watch, for the, Look what they did to uh, Carl Flanagan. Um, they turned into yeah. a into a prime half. So I think only the same thing's going to happen here with Lockie Lamb. Um, I think he's going to be good and very good value at that 446K price range.
1: Yeah, I think he should average. A- above 40 at least yeah. it'll just it'll be mostly attacking stats and maybe kick meters i don't think he kicks much but it'll be mainly attacking stats and he like you said he keeps himself busy and he'll be scoring plenty of points in this rooster's outfit yeah uh, go up another 200k in price rises as well i reckon yeah absolutely he's definitely kind of like a jerome Lu- luai type uh for the panthers he just does a similar kind of thing mm. um yeah, I don't think there's much else to touch on with this squad, really. There's a lot of just really cheap players, but not many that will play. No will stand out. Yeah, Do you no. reckon Victor Radley starts over Isaac Liu? Uh, I think so, if he's fit for round one. He is. Yeah. I had him down as a pod, but I didn't really know whether he'd be back to start round one. If he does start round one and he does take that lock spot, he could be a bit of a pod, but I'd imagine Robbo's going to be kind of managing his time for the first couple of rounds coming back from a, a serious injury. Yeah. Because he's got well, he's got a break even at 39. He's only in 3% of teams at the moment. He's a decent pod because if he starts at lock, he should play 60 minutes. Maybe not for the first few weeks, but definitely after that, he'll be playing at least 60 to 70 minutes in that lock role. He never seemed uh, to let and... his
2: locks play huge minutes. I find. I think he rotates them pretty well, especially last year when he yeah. had, you know, Crichton, Sonny Bill, Nat Butcher, Lindsay Collins, you know, all around that area who wanted to play in that lock role. So,
1: yeah, good um, point.
2: Yeah, I, I, I find that he's going to be. Um, he it's going to be interesting to see, especially if he gets some time and maybe a hooker as well. If they run with a bench hooker, um, yeah, because Jake doesn't do play eight anymore.
1: Yeah, if Verrells is in the same boat as Radley, right? They both did their ACLs last year. So if they both are fit for round one and Verrells and Radley are playing, it'll be interesting to see their rotation uh, and how they manage their bench players because they're definitely going to have managed minutes for the first couple of weeks back, I'd assume.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so we've all finished up with the Reese's We'll move on to the Warriors now. All good?
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Amazing. Um, so for 117, we've got Tabasashek, Fusatua, Hiku, Ewan Aitken, Mamalo, Nikarima, Harris tavita Tanua Blake, Egan, Armao, Murdoch Masilla, Harris, Tavasia, Surinan, Tanua Brown, Katoa, and Evans. Um, how are we feeling about this one? There's a couple of really great players on here.
1: Yeah, I think round one squad, predicted squad here is actually pretty good. To be honest, on paper, not too bad. Uh, but they've they've actually they've they've obviously got their squad back, considering the COVID impact last year. How half their players had to go back to New Zealand and couldn't play, but um, they should do a lot better, hopefully, than they did last year. They did have a couple of very good games that they got up for, but um, I think for a fresh start with the full squad this year, they should do pretty well. I think you obviously look at uh, Jazz Tavanga in that lock role. He'll be a gun basically there. I think he should be playing big minutes considering uh the other forwards in the team. With a break even of 51. He's only in 2% of teams. I've currently got him in my team. I think he's gonna be very good in that spot. He'll probably be averaging around the 60 mark. He should make another 50 to one ki uh, I don't see why he's not in more teams, to be honest. He's um he's a proven gun in that lock roll. Uh Adam Final Blake moved across the pond to the Warriors from Manly. He's Looking pretty good last year, uh, obviously in not a great manly outfit considering the injuries they had as well. Uh, his break evens 49. He's priced at about 659K. He could be a good player to get on, could be a good point of difference in that front row uh, position considering he's only in 4% of teams. Uh, I think he's pretty much just about a gun as well. He generally has a lot of tackle busts and he makes a lot of metres up the middle. So. He's also a good player to look out for here. Uh Locky, you can cover the others. There's obviously a few more here. Yeah, look, I just want to go back to Fanur Blake. I'm a big Fanur Blake advocate. He's
2: um when he's fit, he's he's young and man, he comes out and has an impact. So I really like him as a point of difference. Um middle um middle for you, for your team. Um these are really good. And again in a draft league, you've got to get him in if you can. Um I think he's gonna he's probably gonna lead this forward pack. I think he's gonna have such a big impact. Um, very excited to see this forward pack at work at the Warriors this year. Um, you know, the other options are Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, of course. Um, 626k as well. Um, you know, he's, he's up there with your your Brimsons and your Papenhausens in price, so sort of take your pick. But Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, especially in his last year in rugby league, I think he's gonna he's probably gonna have a big year. Um, so if you can get him in from the start, great, if not, he's definitely someone you can work towards. Um, yeah, Tohu Harris as well. He had a he had a very consistent year last year, um, currently at 807k. can't see him going up in price too much, maybe another 50k, but um, I think he's going to be pretty consistent again. Um, you know, it depends if he rotates into that lock roll as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, currently, yep. ten point seven percent of teams. So, um, obviously, a lot of people like him, and I do too. Not in my team at the moment, um, but yeah, man. If if he keeps pumping out those sixty, sixty five scores, I'm gonna have to gonna have to work him in. I think.
1: Yeah. So, I guess just touching on Tohu Harris there, he is quite expensive at eight hundred and seven k. Does it worry you the fact that he? I guess he was doing a lot of the brunt work in that uh, pack at the the Warriors last year when they didn't, you know, Tavunga was out injured. They didn't have Fenua Blake. They had a lot of, they had Tenua Brown starting. They had a lot of forwards and uh, edge forwards kind of filling in, I guess. So there wasn't a lot of size in that pack. Do you think he was probably, uh, he's probably a bit overs, I guess, this year? What do you think?
2: Yeah, he was doing a lot of the work. Um, they had a bit of a, an underwhelming forward pack. So um, last year and did find himself doing sort of everything. Um, which is great for the Warriors, but yeah, I've got to, he's a bit of a wait and see, I suppose. Um, you know, if but you know, as I said, if he can rotate into that lock role and keep up um, his his immense workload, then I'd, I would be getting him in.
1: Yeah, I guess it's dependent on his work rate, really. There, he could he he should still be playing eighty minutes, and he'll probably, like you said, rotate into lock from an edge uh, to take time off to vanga and give him a rest, but. Uh, it just depends on if he can keep hitting those those uh, numbers that he hit last year. He was nearly making fifty tackles a game yeah. at one point, so he just not, needs to kind of hit those numbers again, and he should be fine. It does mean that he could
2: lose um, a little bit of cash in the first few rounds as well if he doesn't, you know, live yeah. up to that, you know, sixty point um, point scoring that he was say he was up to last year. So, yeah, I think he could be he could be good um, with Eli Kautola on the bench as well. Do you reckon that he? Um, could come in and take Murdoch um spot when, when he's feeling. I think he has a fractured eye socket at the moment. Um, and I don't know if he's fit for round one or not. It'll be a touch and go, I think. But Or do you think that he comes on for Tohu Harris and he gets bumped to, to lock when Jaz Tavanga goes off, do you reckon? Or where do you reckon they'll play him this year?
1: Yeah, that'll be it'll be an interesting one. Uh, if they stick with this bench, most likely it means that uh, well, Katoa and Kato and Siren would switch in for the for Murdoch Massilla and Harris, but I think more than likely Katoa would come on for Tavunga and Harris would rotate into that lock roll more likely than a straight swap on an edge. I don't see Harris losing out uh, minutes in this pack. Uh, it, it'll be interesting though I don't see Murdoch Massilla even getting more than 40 and we can touch on him later, but um yep. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they rotate that pack. I don't think Egan's going to get eighty, so I'm assuming there's going to be someone on the bench to take minutes from him. But at the moment, it doesn't look like the Warriors have another bench hooker that can really play that role, unless they bring in like Sean O'Sullivan or someone to, or even Paul Turner to rotate into the halves and maybe Nick Arima takes some minutes at hooker, depending nah, on rotate
2: Jaz into it.
1: into hooker. Do you reckon? Oh, yeah, good point. They might do that actually. And there you go. That'll 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 free up uh Tavunga and Harris to get 80 minutes then. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do things because I don't see Egan playing 80. I don't think he's suited to playing 80 because he's very he's a big impact player and he's very busy all the time. I just don't think he has the has the fitness to keep up with play for 80 minutes. Um and I don't think they'll yeah, they'll play him for 80. So it'll it'll just be interesting to see uh, how they how they line up round one. Yeah, I agree. What do you reckon about your boy, um, you and Aiken,
2: Charlie, into the centres of the Warriors this year?
0: As a person who has picked Ewan Aiken every year, um, I think it's going to be good. I think he needed a bit of a change-up from the Dragons side. And I think playing in the Warriors, they're such a strong team that there's actually a chance for him to actually show his worth and stuff this season. Um, and so I'm really excited to see how he plays. And I think for fantasy... I think it's not, it's a good pick up. Honestly, I'd pick him up.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's a very good Pod Aitken. Uh, he, considering he came from a Dragons team that was struggling to score points last year, and they were yeah they were really struggling last year. He'll be playing uh, he'll be playing very well in this uh, Warriors outfit. I think it depends how the halves play. If the halves and I think with the forward pack the Warriors had, the halves should be free to do a lot of a lot of ball playing considering how big the pack is this year. So he should get plenty of ball and he should be making plenty of tackle busts on that edge. He has a break-even of 42, owned in about 2% of teams. He's a bit of a pot on that centre spot and we know he can he can uh, have big scores in any game. He can
0: definitely, yeah, make that 42 pretty easily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, do we want to t- touch on a couple of the traps here? There is a few traps. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say,
0: is it? Because there's a couple I would potentially point out, but you guys go first.
1: <laughs> After you, lucky mate, I'll, I'll, I'll take a backseat to this. I know you have a passion for this Warriors team. Yeah, he loves uh, <laughs> calling out <the> traps.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, um, I didn't have heaps of traps in this team. Um, you know, I I think that Murdoch and Sela might be a bit of a trap. I don't I don't really get why he's in 18.2% of teams. I haven't watched much of him personally, but I don't know how – I don't think he's going to play 80. Um, I'd rather spend the money on someone like Jackson Ford and uh, and take a gamble there. Uh, um look, I, I don't actually have heaps of traps here. There's all the players that are heavily owned, um, I think are probably worth third oh actually that's a big fat lie. Fusatua, I think he's a trap. I I don't understand <laughs> don't understand why he's in seventeen point five percent of teams. Um, you know, he'll be outside oh, either Peter Hickey or Ewan and doesn't matter. Neither of them like to pass the ball to their wingers. So um I don't think he'll be he'll be huge in um this year he's at he's at two sixty eight. So look, if you're looking for a, just a last emergency spot, then sure. Don't know if he's a Julie this year. Um,
0: yeah, I think he's one of the rare dual position players. So I think he's still playing full black, a uh, fullback and centre. Yeah. So uh, I
2: suppose it could be um it could be a bit of value there, but yeah, seventeen point five percent of teams look. If you if you're desperate and need a last bench spot, then maybe. But I, I just don't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I rate for Satua, but. Like you said, there's there's wingers that are are going to be getting more points than he will. Uh, and <laughs> good point that you made with the the centers of the Warriors. You got Aitken and Hiku. He's going to be on Aitken's wing, but neither of these centers pass the ball. They'll run head on into the other opposite center and try to score a try before passing it to arguably two of the best wingers in the game, and fosu and Mamala, or best finishers, sorry, in the game. Um, which, it's controversial <laughs> yeah I honestly they are great finishes but um yeah you've got to have centers that can pass them the ball and these two will not pass the ball so I'd be very cautious of that I still think he can be a cheapy, and if you've got a spot it's still worth having him he's basically basement price and generally if he gets ball and scores tries he'll average around 30 he should make a bit of cash won't make a ton but he'll he'll make a bit of cash from the start if you want to if you have another spot for a cheapy on your bench but um you can always look elsewhere because there's plenty of other winger fullbacks that are cheapies. But touching on Murdoch Massilla as well, he's in 18% of teams. That's that's crazy. His break even's 30 and he probably won't even make that. He'll get about 30 to 40 minutes on that edge role in that edge role and that'll be about it and he'll probably score about 30 a game. So I don't see much value in him. I don't see how he rises in price by that much even if he gets 40 minutes, which is he he'll be struggling to get anyway with the bench players that they have. I mean, Katoa, when he's back from his fractured eye socket, he was playing 80 for the Warriors last year, and Sirin, and coming from the Rabbits, he's he was playing close to 80 as well when they had injuries there. So um, I don't see Murdoch Masilla holding uh, a lot of minutes in that spot. So yeah, big trap, stay away. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, um, I guess we'll finish this one up with the team that I know you're both very much looking forward to talking about: the Tigers. Um, so they're 1 to 17 for so this season is predicted to be Laurie, Nofaluma, Roberts, Leilua, Talau, M- Mbai, Brooks, Tamao, Little, Offenhegu, Bloor, um, Leilua, Alex Twall, Michael Chikam, Mikale, Ghana, and Uchikamanu.
1: Oy, my other, well, yeah, nice. um, that was. that. put it a couple there, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> you know, I tried. I, I can't pronounce words at the best of times, so it was really asking a lot for me. Um, so, yeah, we've got some a lot of new players in the Tigers lineup this year. How are we f- looking pretty good, or are you a bit nervous about it?
2: Daniel, you can you can go nuts on these blokes, Yeah, look
0: at a lot um, of opinions.
1: <laughs> i I love this team for fan of this fantasy this year. I think there's a lot of value here. I'm not going to touch on the guns too much. Obvious, the obvious ones are Twol, which will he's got a 709k uh, value to him, break-even of 53, always worth a punt there. Uh, Luciano Le Lua on an edge, break-even of 53, 705k, definitely worth a punt there. And Nofaluma at wing of fullback, 667k. Break-even of 50, he's always a gun and definitely a good pot at 3.6% ownage. Um, yeah, they're obvious guns there. I think we're looking at more the cheapies here, which are going to be the interesting ones. Uh, Jacob Little at hooker should be getting 50 to 60 minutes at least a game, depending on how they rotate uh, a bench player in. Most likely they'll have Simpkin on the the bench, I would say, even though he's not predicted to be there. I just don't think Little coming off a major injury will be playing 80 every game, but I would be happily proven wrong because I have him in my squad currently, and he should be averaging around... If he gets 80, 50, 50 a game. If not, he'll still be averaging around 30 to 40, so still worth a punt then anyway. Uh, Sean Bloor, if he keeps that starting spot on an edge, he'll be uh, huge overs at 246K. Basement price, break-even of 18 uh, points. He's in nearly 30% of teams, and he should be in more. If he gets that uh, edge roll. he'll definitely be in more if he's named in that Teamless Tuesday. Uh, do you want to keep going, Mooney? I'll 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 slow down if you want to take over.
2: No, <laughs> look. I, all I wanted to say is Alex Twelve. Pick him purely because of his rig. 100%. <laughs> just here get comes him the rig chat in. again. Just get him in. Luma seems to surprise me every year. Every year I've got to say nah, Like this boat's gotta gotta calm down. Surely like, he's not going to be amazing at fantasy and seems to just pump out fifty plus scores. So my word, yeah. And he's around that same price as Brimson Puppenhausen so again a big point of difference there as well and as well only in 2.7 percent of teams my word yeah the workload there unreal um but yeah back on your cheaper options as well um james roberts i find very exciting in that center position at only 336k um yeah look i he at 20 percent of teams as well so you know everyone's seeing it he's he's pretty good value there so you know if you're if you're going for your money making center options um like I am, then yeah, he's a very good shout, James yeah, Roberts. He's a must have. Absolute yeah. must have. Um The other person who I I don't mind, um oh Charlie, you're gonna have to say his name for me seeing as though you're an expert. Number seventeen.
0: Oh Ker Kamani. Yeah, that's the one. A yeah,
2: apologies. <laughs> apologies, he's soon to be friend of the show. <laughs> um I think it he's at base price as well and I think he's gonna be kind of exciting. Um eight point four percent of teams as well. He could be a cheeky emergency spot in your team. Um I think he'll he'll make a bit of cash, you know, 100, hundred, hundred and fifty K, I think. Um you know, like the forwards in this in this team I, I think I kinda like. Um Joe O, my boy as well. I'm kind of keen to see how um how he goes. Um yeah, when he when he gets minutes he seems to score pretty well. So, you know, I, I'm excited to see how he goes. Um, but I think my big, big old ta- talking point here is Dane Laurie. I don't get... He's in 11.9% of teams. Surely that's a big trap. He's going to play at
1: fullback for one round, and then I don't reckon he's breaking the squad. You reckon?
2: Well, do you reckon he replaces Talao on a wing?
1: I, I, no, I don't think he plays wing. He's definitely a specialist fullback, and they brought him in for a reason, I feel, this year. Uh, I think... Embai will probably go back to fullback when Dewey's back and takes that 5-8 spot, uh, which is probably around 2 or 3. And you're right, he could lose that that fullback spot immediately. But I think he's got he's going to be putting Embai under the pump a bit. And I think Laurie could break into this squad if he has a really good breakout uh, round one. Yeah, look, interesting to
2: see. And look, if he does play at fullback, then I'll eat my words. And yeah, he's absolutely a, a good pickup. But... Um... I, I just don't think it, it'll happen anytime soon. Maybe if they um, if they get a little annoyed with their fullback, uh, how they're playing with that spine, then maybe they'll dust slot him in. But I can only see him playing at you know fourteen and um, and slotting in whenever there's an injury, or you know maybe at a oh maybe even at hooker, you know, see how he goes there.
1: But I I, I can't see Dane Laurie playing huge minutes and being well worth the pick up. Yeah, I don't think he's playing at hooker, mm-hmm. but I I definitely I understand where you're coming from and I kind of I kind of agree he's definitely he could be a gun he, I mean not a gun he could be a cheap he could be a trap but um yeah it's going to be an interesting one I just didn't see so watching the watching the Tigers last year and by was good but he did seem a bit slow playing in that center role and every now and then when he was rotated through fullback he did seem a little bit off the pace so I'm not sure if his uh his old age is getting to him but um he's obviously still a good player but some a young gun like Laurie could uh, displace him there at fullback.
2: And what about when Billy Walters comes back in? He slots in at six surely, and then Dan Laurie oh, gets reckon? bumped out of the squad.
1: Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Walters will rotate through the hooker role with Little. I don't see him coming into the halves if they've been playing Dewey and um, Brooks there. Yeah. If, and we're not even talking about Brooks, considering the the year he had last year when they were dropping him every second round because of his uh, form. Yeah, they, could, they could do that, but I think he's going to have to be the the. The full half of this. Yeah, he has to <laughs> be right. Yeah, you've really got to you got to stick to him. Considering he's only that he's the only like experienced halfback that you have in this uh, lineup. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, he could be a bit of a pot even Brooks at five forty four k. He'll most likely be doing a lot of work in that halfback role. His break even's forty one. He has averaged above fifty before. Uh, last mm-hmm. year was not a good indication of uh, what his average normally sits okay. at. So. He could be worth a punt. And even the back end of last year when he did hit a bit of form, he was averaging around the 55, 58 mark, uh, which is really good value if he can hold that as well, because he should rise by another 150 K and be priced above those Munsters and uh, even getting closer to the DCEs if he can keep hitting that consistently because he was doing very well in this uh, Tigers squad uh, for the last couple of weeks of the season.
2: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, very excited to see this Tigers squad. Um, Seeing if they can actually gel together. Um, it's a bit of a new squad, uh, actually, very new squad. Looking yeah. at it now, um, would like to see yeah. them gel and do well. But yeah, we'll yeah, wait and see.
1: It'll be interesting to see how Madge gets him gets him performing. Uh, if he can, <laughs> they they did show re- really good glimpses last year of the team that they can be. Uh, it's just getting that consistency out of them, uh, and especially with the the squad changing. Like the they never had the same team on the park uh, week in week out last year. So yeah. if they can keep a consistent squad, they might have a pretty good year as long as they can gel. Do you yeah, want to talk yeah. about? Uh, oh, sorry, you go, you go. Oh no, you're right. I was gonna say, do you want to talk about maybe Dewey at five eight? What do we reckon? Um. Yeah. Look, he's at five thirty-two k. Uh.
2: I don't see him being, you know, a big, a big fantasy scorer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd touch him in a in a classic uh, capacity, but maybe in a draft league though he could be a good uh, good option for you at your uh, wing or fullbacks. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't go there in a classic league.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be a late pickup in a lot of draft leagues, considering he probably won't be on the team lists round one, and he'll be around. And he's pretty oh, not expensive, but he'll be around that tenth. To 11th pick, I'd say, for most small leagues. Um, I think there's a decent amount of value in him at wing of fullback, just because he's playing in the halves. And he looked very good when he got ball in hand for the Tigers last year. He did have a lot of tackle bro- uh, breaks uh, on that edge when he was playing center, because he switched with them by a few times. And when he was running off the back of uh, Benji Marshall as well to an edge, he looked really, really dangerous. So I think there could be a bit of value in him with his attacking stats, but probably not consistent enough. Yeah, for his price as well, 532.
2: um,
1: Expensive. He's very expensive. I wouldn't have him from round one, but he's definitely a player to just keep an eye on for as a winger fullback, because even if he can average around, his break-even's 40 at the moment. If he can average around 40 to 45 points as a winger fullback, he could be a decent pod only in 0.3% of teams. Um, Yeah. I just keep an eye on him and see how he comes back from injury. Mm. So, do you reckon back to
2: this hooker situation? Do you reckon Jake Simpkins um, worth a shout if he can, you know, sit on the sit on the bench and play number fourteen, depending Ooh. on what uh, how many minutes he gets?
1: If Base he... price
2: two twenty eight.
1: Yeah, I th- I think the rule you should always stick with the rule: never pick up a bench hooker. I think there's. Really, there's a lot of downside to picking up a bench hooker because they could be playing one week and then they're just out the next week depending on how the coach is feeling. So I would be hesitant, but with Little coming back from a major injury, Simpkin might have a decent shout on the bench. He might be there for at least five to six weeks if he does get that number 14 spot. But okay. then again, Mbai might move to the number fourteen role, and Laurie gets fullback when Dewey's back, and Emba might rotate through that hooker role. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different combinations you can have here for this Tigers team, just because yes. Mbai is very versatile. And, and last, you'd, 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 sorry, I was uh, going to yeah, say you've no, I... got cheek in there as well. Yeah, G he
2: He's in a lot of teams as well. Oh, 4.8, more than I think he should be, but yeah. um he's no longer a Julie so I don't see I don't see the value in having
1: him. If he was still a Julie then maybe you'd no nah, nah, actually disregard draft league maybe <laughs> <but>. <laughs> He is he is basement price, 246k he is yeah. basement price and he if he gets a start he might be good but until then I would not touch him. Yeah. What do you reckon about
2: oh. um lastly Jimmy Tamo? Do you reckon he can go back to his best? He's at five seventy four um, captain of this squad, do you think that he can go back to his um, 50 scoring ways and earn a, earn a few price rises or? No,
1: is the short <laughs> answer. I think um, I think Tamao's passed his best at this point. He was leading the Panthers squad as well and he was still only averaging around the 40 mark. He'll probably do the same again. He was a decent draft play to have just because not a lot of people look to him um, to pick up. But I think in classic, he's a steer clear. There's plenty of better middle forwards to pick up at around that price range. So, yeah, I think he's he's just a, a stickler for now. Yeah.
0: Oh, controversial. You reckon
1: controversial? I think that's a pretty safe bet.
0: Well, I wouldn't pick up Nafulema, so I think that's
1: Ooh. See, that's controversial. Okay, I've
0: had Nafulema for three seasons and he got huge injuries and was out for like 10 weeks for like two of them at least. And so I do not I do not touch him anymore. Yeah. He... We are I don't pick him up. So, she'd be playing draft. Like for classic, fine, because it's not. But if you've got drafts and you're relying on him because he's not, you know, he's a pretty high scoring player. So he's picked up pretty quickly. If he's injured, it's like, it's really hard to find another fullback that's going to score similar points to him if he does get injured.
1: Yeah, fair enough. In draft leagues, it's very hard to replace an average of a a 50 average player and fullback. Because no one's
0: going to trade with you like an injured 50. You're going to have to trade out another player that's high scoring. um, And the likelihood of them being extra fullbacks on the bench like um, that you can pick up it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Well I think that, uh, that rounds up these teams.
0: Yeah. sums it up for today.
1: Yeah. I, well, I think
0: we've, uh, we're ready for the season now. We're ready to start our fantasy. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: watching, <laughs> watching Parramatta play this afternoon it was uh, a pleasure. I'm so keen for the season to start. Yeah. I still can. I've got good. about 30 more
2: changes to my classic team and then I'll be ready. Yeah. I have
0: four empty slots still. So I am panicking. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right, well, thank you for joining me for the final of our team analysis um with, for the Footy Brains podcast. Um next week we're gonna be back talking about I guess our draft picks for the season. Yep.
2: Yeah, we yep. have a, so a good draft Which episode. I'm looking forward to
0: because I know a lot more about draft. <laughs> <I know> about <laughs>
1: draft.
0: So I'm I'm here for this. <laughs> Um, So thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next week.
2: Thanks for having us, Charlie.
0: Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Footy Brains podcast. If you have any burning fantasy questions, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you can send them through, all of which are in the description. Our weekly preseason episodes will be out next Wednesday, so we'll see you then. Thanks.